Welcome to episode number 38 of the Speaking Podcast. And this week I was speaking to a university student, uh, Kasia Prokopchik, and uh, she basically talks about her speaking journey. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Speaking Podcast. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, we'd appreciate a, a rating on the platform as it, uh, as it helps. We also have other podcasts. We've got meditationpodcast.org and uh, also learnpolishpodcast.com. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. And today my guest is Kasia Kopchik. Did I say it right? Yes, that's right. So you might tell the audience, who's Kasia? Uh, I'm Kasia, I'm a student of economics, and I'm also going to study psychology. And of course, I am a Toastmaster. Very good. And how long are you in Toastmasters? I think for almost a year. Almost a year. Yes, almost a year. Okay. And basically, like, I saw you at the start, and you, know, you were very nervous, but what you did is you... You went on stage doing the speeches, but you were also doing the table topics and you just kept taking roles and pushing yourself. And now you're actually in the final of the Polish speech competition. Yes. So congratulations on that. That's an amazing achievement in the first year. Thanks. <laughs> so um, like when you were in school, uh, how were you when you had to speak in front of people? What's your journey for speaking? Okay, so as a child, I wasn't afraid of speaking in public. I honestly, I love that. But then everything changed when I finished my primary school and I went to the next one. And I don't know what happened, but I became very shy and I was afraid of everything. And I stopped um, speaking in public. I stopped taking part in some shows at school. And then when I started my studies, I wanted to start something new. And my friends were braver, braver than I was. And I wanted to change something and I was looking for inspiration. And one day I saw an advertisement on Facebook and I started to think that maybe that's something for me, joining Toastmasters. And after six years, not years, but months of thinking, I decided to take part in the first meeting and I fell in love with people. So I decided to stay. And did you join a Polish club before you joined the English one? Uh, yes, first day I joined the Polish club and three months later I joined also English one. And how was it for you? English club. It was great, but at the same time I was stressed because I was learning English for a long time, but I never spoke. So it was quite difficult for me and I think that even some frustrating because I knew grammar and I knew vocabulary, but I didn't know how to use it. So at the beginning, it was quite difficult because I was stressed, not only because I had to stand on the stage, but also I had to use a different language. But after a few weeks and months, I started to feel better and better. Oh, very good. Like what, what I noticed is that you kept kind of volunteering, you know, for doing the table topics or doing as many speeches as possible. Was that just to overcome your shyness? Um, I think that, yes. Because I know that I made progress on the stage, but the truth is that 
the greatest change is a thing inside my mind. I mean, I change the way I think about myself. I'm still changing. It's a process, I think. But I think that, yes, I just wanted to be braver. Okay, so I just knew that I was creative, but when I had to enter the stage or do something with people, my creativity somewhere disappeared, always. And I just wanted to change it. And I knew that the best way to change it is to take action and don't and, and dream. So I wanted to stop dreaming and I wanted to start doing something. Oh, very good, very good. And you're doing um, the, the pathways. So which path have you chosen? Uh, innovative planning. Innovative planning. Anyway, just help because you know not everybody that listens to the show is familiar with Toastmasters. So you might explain what the paths are and how, how it comes about that you end up choosing innovative planning. Okay, so I chose innovative planning because at the time it seemed to be interesting for me. Uh, at the time, I was also a member of uh, an organization, uh, Enactus, and in that organization, we used to create some projects. So this organization, the goals of this organization and this pathway seem to be matching, something like this. Uh, but now I discovered, I, I've discovered recently that I would like to choose a different path, for example, uh, something connected with uh, coaching or um, communicating with people. Okay. So my goals changed, but that's great because I am going to finish this pathway and choose another one. So yeah, and that is the beauty. Once you get to level five, you can actually pick another one. And what's this Enactus thing? What what what's that about? Uh, in Enactus, we were creating projects. Uh, and the projects had to help people and help environment, and also they had to be profitable. So sometimes we were going to create an application on on the phone, um, or maybe something what could be made of products such as plastic just to help the environment. Yes, and honestly, that was my inspiration to come to Toastmasters, because. Uh, Anactus is like uh, Toastmasters, I mean it's also international and there are also some contests and each year uh, the projects are presented um, during the contest and I really wanted to be a person who presents mm -hmm. the project but there were two problems. The first was that it was in English and at the time I was afraid of speaking English and secondly I was afraid of speaking in front of people at all. And I think it was an inspiration to, to change something because I was observing my friends who are braver and who, who just weren't afraid of speaking and doing great things. So that was my inspiration. And then when I joined Toastmasters, I left Enactus. Okay. And have you any uh, plans on going back there? I think that not, because no. I have different ideas. Because thanks to Toastmasters, I discovered what I would like to do in the future. And what really interests me. Okay. And um, because uh, we're, we're both members of one of the clubs, uh, the speakers of which, and I see that uh, you've got good mentors, uh, Monica and Yeji. Yes. So you want to tell me how, how that works, how the mentee um, mentor uh, relationship works when you've got a, a, a pair of uh, mentors? I think it's good to have 
mentors at one time because, for example, when I present my speech, two people are watching. And as we know, each person has a different, different point of view. So I have a chance to get more information uh, about the speech and more pieces of advice. Um, I also think that now I think that Monica and Yeja are like friends for me. So that's also great that it, our conversations are not only about Toastmasters, but now sometimes we meet just to talk about different things. So, and that is why I really like the mentoring program in Toastmasters, because if mentor and mentee are similar and have similar hobbies or interests, it is great to know that they also can become friends. Yeah. It stops being only about Toastmasters. No, no, I've I've got some fantastic friends from uh, Toastmasters, and I'd encourage people just to go there to be social. It's actually brilliant, you know, because a lot of times uh, I'm not sure about the Polish club, but they have like on the Wednesday we have a breakfast after the meeting. Yes. And I remember uh, yeah. taking part in your um, club, and yeah. yeah, I remember the breakfast. Yeah, and on uh, the Tuesday and the Thursday, they both have uh, they go to a restaurant afterwards, and it's a great way of actually getting to talk to people, you know, outside of the the topic of Toastmasters, because it's not normally kind of casual at that stage. And you're just getting to know the people, and I like that. Because I think that people come to Toastmasters to learn how to speak in public, but I realize that people stay because of people. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I even see that some, some Toastmasters even do not make progress, but they are still in the club because they like people. Yeah, yeah, they enjoy the atmosphere. So tell me, how do you prepare your speeches? It depends in which club, honestly, <laughs> because I prepare differently in, in Polish club and in English also. I think that my speeches in Polish club are more emotional, I use many metaphors, uh, sometimes I write tales, and in English club I started to, I tried to make speeches about something, I mean, for example, I would like to make some speeches about psychology because it's something what interests me, mm. but I started to think which speeches are more difficult for me, and it also depends, because this which I make in Polish club are maybe more difficult because they are more, more emotional. But when I present something in English, there is um, always a chance that I won't forget something. I mean, vocabulary, for example. Mm. So I need also to check some vocabulary and to make sure that, that I will be able to explain something correctly. But I never write my speeches because I can't. I just try to take some notes, what I'm going to tell about. And then I just, uh, I have a walk, <laughs> for example, in my uh, house. And I start to think, sometimes I even try to say something aloud. Because I notice that when we write something and then we read it aloud, it sounds differently. Mm. So I don't think it's good to write speeches. So, so to sum up, I don't write my speeches and I just try to be flexible when speaking. Very good. And uh, like I see you, you like the table topics because you volunteer <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yes, I in the past I was afraid of taking part in table topic sessions. I'm still afraid sometimes, but less and less the fear is disappearing, slowly but disappearing. 
And I like because this is the time when I can use my creativity. Yeah. Because even I like to laugh. So even if there is a serious question, I try to just to have fun and, and to make it, I don't know if funny, but I just try to be creative. I, I, I find that, like I used to be the same, like no way I enjoy it a lot, but I remember at the start I was very nervous and, you know, I'd be kind of shaking in case they'd call me up and now I'd, you know, I'd volunteer and I see sometimes people, they take maybe two years before they become comfortable, but I think the secret is to actually just keep doing it and then you, you'll get better at it. The more you do it, it's just, then, you know, it, it's not fair anymore. It's kind of, you're just being, as you mentioned, creative. Uh, honestly, I started. Uh, I stopped to be afraid when I made a mistake on the stage. I don't know if you remember when during one speech I stopped speaking because I got nervous, <laughs> and there was a turning point in my life because I realized that even if I do something wrong and I make a mistake, I can just come back and do it again, and nothing wrong happens. Exactly. And now I know that even if I say something. I don't know, stupid, or I will say something not the way I wanted to say, nothing will happen. Exactly, exactly. And so I just let myself make mistakes. And that is a great lesson which I learned in Toastmasters, that I can make mistakes and I don't have to uh, be perfect. Exactly, and not to be beating yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And like what's important as well is, uh, and you'll know from actually the competition because you have to go through a lot of rounds, but um, I keep telling people, it's good that, you, I mean, I know it'll be in a different language, but I keep telling people, don't just do a speech once, repeat it a few times and take the comments on board and just try to improve. Because, you know, if you're just constantly doing all new speeches, you're not really learning much, but if you get to repeat them, so, you know, the fact that you're in both. Do, do, have you been doing that, that you do like a speech in Polish and then do the exact same speech in English? Once. <laughs> just once. Once. <laughs> once I did it, yes. And it was quite interesting. And I remember that it was at the beginning of my Toastmasters journey, but I saw great progress between the, the first time and the second time when I, when I made the speech. So there was a progress. And it was also for me quite interesting because sometimes I, I didn't know how to translate something. So it was a great lesson of speaking but also a great lesson of English for me. And it was great and I had fun. And honestly, I then I took part in the contest with the speech, I remember. Uh, and yeah, because I mean, I, I've taken part in a few of the competitions as well. And is it, there's a different stress level because, you know, you kind of get comfortable with uh, the people in the club because, you know, yes. whether there's 10, 20, I know the Polish club, you have about 40 members, but you still get comfortable because you know them. But when you're doing the competition, there's like five or six or eight different uh, clubs. So you have different people yes. there. And then when you go past that level, you have another bunch and you only know a few people. But I think that kind of pushes us to a, a better level and helping us improve. I think that is great to make speeches in front of different audiences because I think that we, in Toastmasters, we get used to people and then we are less stressed. And the truth is that People in Toastmasters are very patient, and even if we do something, if we, if, even if we make a mistake, they clap their hands and mm. they smile, 
but people in different places places aren't so nice and patient. So I think it's great to to change audience and speak to many people. No, exactly. And I, I know you like to use humor at times. <laughs> what I do, I, I challenge you next is Andy organizes the, the comedy for the open mic, which is five minutes in comedy. So we can organize that you can actually do that. And that's an audience that won't clap for the sake of clapping. You have to make them laugh and then they clap. So, you know, it's, uh, it's the next level. So I think uh, I challenge you to do that next. Okay, but tell me when <laughs> <laughs> no, we can, the next uh, month there'll be every two weeks there's a there's a, an, an open mic so we can uh, I'll talk to Andy and we'll, we'll make sure that we uh, so you are going to organize regular meetings every every second week or yeah in uh, Andy's doing this um, every two two weeks sometimes every month in uh, Watch where he's uh, mm -hmm. you know there's, there's comedians uh, sometimes international comedians coming in and then they have like up to five people that will actually take five minutes and uh, do an open mic. I've done it myself and uh, it, it was enjoyable. <laughs> but like it's it. not your typical, we clap no matter what audience, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's just moving you to uh, you know, challenge yourself. But is it going to look this way that I have to just come up with an idea what I'm going to do? Yeah, you or? can talk about anything you want. There's no specific topic, so you can just, you know, you can have something prepared and... Uh, Just go and talk. I will try. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let uh, Andy know. <laughs> so what's what's the next step for you? What's your next journey? Are you going to plan? Are you planning on doing more competitions? Like uh, you're in the Polish final now, but are you planning on entering um, the English competitions that are coming up? And uh, the humorous speeches. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I am thinking about it, but I haven't decided yet. I think I would like to try, but I have to think about it for, for a while. Mm. But now I, I changed my the way I think about the contests. And now I would like to just take part to have fun. Mm. And I don't care about the result. Yeah. Like I tell people in the club, I said, because no, there's only one person goes forward before mm -hmm. there used to be two. And I just tell everyone's a winner if you're taking part you're, exactly. we're just having, you know you can't go in you know if there's five or six people in the competition you can't get depressed if you don't qualify because you know you're going to have you know 80 of the people that aren't going through so the main thing is just do it and try your best and learn from it and then support the the winner in the next exactly. round yeah. so what's your next uh, plan with uh, your speaking are you planning on being a uh, a professional speaker or <laughs> what's your your long-term goal with the speaking the speaking i'm thinking about some organizing some workshop but in the future in the future because i would like to make it valuable now i think i'm not able to provide this kind of value which i would like to to provide and now when i'm thinking about my journey in toastmasters i just would like to still reduce The feeling of stress and i feel that that every single time i enter the stage the the level of stress is lower so i think that that's my goal and i'm still looking for something where i could i could use all the skills which i learned in toastmasters well i i actually think that you could do a workshop now because with your speeches you You usually do a speech that's actually going to 
benefit the audience because sometimes people are doing a speech that's just specifically related to them and they're just talking about something. But I know that you've done a few speeches yes. where you're actually giving a lesson and then people are actually it's either thought provoking or you're showing something and the workshop will be just kind of an extension of that. So I think you're actually capable of doing that at the moment. Just, I, I can't, I'm not able to make speeches about nothing. I mean, I need to have a topic which is somehow related to me and my feelings. And then I know that I will find a way to present it in an in, in interesting way. So maybe that's why you say that my speeches have value. Mm. Oh, brilliant. Listen, it's been fantastic. Thank you very much for uh, coming. And uh, how can people contact you? Oh my God, maybe on Facebook, I think. Okay. So what I can do is uh, when I'm putting up the post, I can tag you and people can reach out to you if they're, if they're interested in it. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you.